What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 139 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? I have a headache, so you're going to probably be talking a lot today. It's honestly same. So, this is, you know what? Let's just call it a day right there. Yep. Episodes See you next week. Bye, guys. No. Uh, but for real, I, I had a bloody nose, I guess, dude, you, Thursday. You this and week, I have both had weeks, but in, in like drastically different ways yeah um so i had a bloody nose thursday walking home uh i was about a hundred feet from the house and i just i felt dry air cold air all that stuff killing my sinuses and then i got inside i sat down i took care of it and then my head started hurting like all day it's just like not impossible to like do stuff kind of headache like i have migraines i suffer from migraines it's just one of my big things and it's not like that. Like, I can function with this headache. It's annoying because it's, like, right behind my eye, but I can function. I can I can do stuff and record and talk and do all that. Um, but it's going on over 24 hours since I've had this headache, and it won't go away. <laughs> Medicine's not so, helping. Uh, none of it. Nothing's working. This is also discounting the fact that you've, like, smashed your finger and, like, your oh. truck order at work has been terrible. Yeah, like, I, I your, destroyed Your my week has been <laughs> awful. In contrast... <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I've been on vacation this week, and so we decided we were going to go down to Branson, which, for those who don't know, is, like, the, like, country music capital of Missouri. It's, like, just touristy... It is and... it is the the tourist attraction in Missouri. It's it's all the fun of the Ozarks with none of the actual like Ozarks. It, it's <laughs> it's like if you take all the really cool stuff from like living in a city, but like put it in the middle of nowhere, but like also be super surrounded by like some of the most like beautiful nature sites you've ever seen because yep. you are like. In you know not not the mountains, but it's super hilly. It might as well be the mountains. You're you're still in the Ozarks. You're not like yeah. gone. You're not out of the Ozarks, but it's close. <laughs> so we go Monday, and Monday night we're going to go to Silverdar City, which is a theme park down there. Um, I had reserved our tickets. You buy them online and everything. And when you do, you have to select the date you're going to go. Mm-hmm. They have discounted tickets after 5. I'm like, hey, you know, they have this fall festival going on. Tiff wants to go do it. It starts at 5.30. That's perfect, right? Yeah. Pouring down rain. Oh, of course. It's rained last Pouring night. Pouring down rain. We get to the box office. I'm like, look, I already have tickets. Can we just exchange them for another day? Nope. Park policy is, is you have to be in the park for 90 minutes and rides have to close before we will issue anyone a rain check. So Tiff and I walk uphill because, mind you, th- this park is by far. It's all hills. Yep. Everything is uphill. Yep. It doesn't matter where you are in the park. If you're going somewhere, it's uphill. It, I don't know how. <laughs> Welcome to the Ozarks. But like some of these, some of these hills are like not wheelchair accessible. That's how hilly this place is. Yeah. And so we march our way uphill, get checked in, go and get like our our fall pass and everything because like we paid extra for like their food pass and everything and like it, you know obviously it was like a very good deal. Got a souvenir mug and everything, all this crap. Yep. And then we just stood around in the rain for an hour and a half. 
Because, like, we, we have to. Like, you know, just as much of out of the weather as we possibly could while still being out wet there. outside. Yeah. Um, and then we go, as soon as it's, you know, not setting a timer, but might as well have set a timer. Go to general, uh, go to guest relations. I'm like, hey, can I get my, uh, my rain checks? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And they ring us up and they give us full day passes. I'm like, oh, this is actually like a really big upgrade. And, you know, it's like, it's like. 30 bucks a ticket more for the full day versus the one we paid. No big deal. Whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. But it's perfect because we were planning on leaving Wednesday. So when we check out the hotel, we'll just go to the park and spend all day Wednesday at the park. And uh, I tell him, I'm like, yeah, the, the lady at the front desk said that we had to even go in. She's like, I don't know why she said that. Your tickets are good for any day. <laughs> and I just <laughs> lose it. I am furious now. It's like, you're telling me I have been standing in the rain for an hour and a half because someone told me I had to. Yep. Welcome to the theme <laughs> Oh, bars. I was beyond mad. So then Tuesday, I am just sick as a dog at this point <laughs> because we both stood in the rain for an hour and a half. Yeah. And Tuesday we went down on, like, the lake and did stuff down on the lake. And, dude, it's 40 degrees on the water and it's 20 mile per hour winds. It's just, like, we can't, like, we got on a showboat to go do the show. And it's supposed to take you out on the water and you get to go take pictures of the lake and it'd be beautiful. And as we're walking on, there's people handing us money. They're like, hey, we're not taking you out on the water today. Here's a partial refund. Yeah. It's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I got discounted tickets anyway, so, like, half my ticket money I just got back. There you go. <laughs> but it was it was a very good vacation. Uh, very, very fun. Highly, highly, highly re- recommend you go to Silver Dollar City if you're ever in the area. It's by far one of the best parks I've ever been to. Um, and I do want to, like, give a, like disclaimer of like there was an incident at the park on wednesday tiff and i are both fine um i do want to give a shout out to all the families affected by that i do wish everyone a speedy recovery and all that and i'm sorry to hear that it happened um but yeah so we're back we're gonna do things today now that we're 20 minutes in and (laughs) probably probably not quite 20 more like five or six it's fine story time for the week is over yeah, now, uh, now we yeah. get to talk about uh, <laughs> the team event we've been running for the last, I don't know, what, two months it feels like? Um, just over two months. I think it'll be about three by the time it's actually all wrapped up and finished. Yeah, because it was nine weeks round robin and then an extra three weeks for top cut. So, yeah, super excited to be wrapping this up right about the same time that Scarlet and Violet's going to drop. It's like we planned all this. <laughs> it's almost like we're good at our jobs or something. Yeah. Um, but this is the Little Root Lessons Draft League. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with us and like what we do, um, this is something we've been doing for a little bit now where we have like um, Pokemon Draft Leagues in our community. You come in, draft a team, and you play a matchup every week. Eventually there's like finals and everything, and you know, just mostly all for fun. We have done like cash leagues and stuff in the past as well. Um, but to mix it up this time, we are doing a player draft league, which is where 
you have team managers who then draft players to play matches every week. And then, uh, you know, like we have our, it, it's essentially like any sporting event where your, your teams then move to f- playoffs and, you know, eventually move into like your playoff bracket into your finals. Um, as of now, we are in our semifinals match. Uh, so we have our finals week starting Monday. Uh, those teams have not been decided yet. It will come down between one of four, um, and I'm I, I mean two of four, two of two, two of four teams. Yep. And it's it's been a lot of work, a lot of stress, uh, but it's been honestly it, it has been fun. I, I to put it very very simply, it has been a lot of fun, um, but also way more stress inducing than either of us thought it would have been to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a lot of hiccups at the early part, trying to get things working, trying to get things running around, making sure they work. But now that like, well, we got into the flow of it, it's kind of fine. Yeah. You, you and I, when we, when we decided to do this, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. People were talking about it in the community. We were like, Hey, this is something we wanted to do for a while. We should just pull the trigger and do this. And we expected like 40, 50, 60 people to sign up. Yeah, not uh, and 160 we, plus. Y- yeah, we ended up with like 160 players, which is drastically more than we envisioned. Um, we also have this mindset of like player draft leagues are very, have this like toxic mentality about them of forcing players who like have results behind their name to be the ones who are drafted. Yeah, no, we um, don't want that. We are very, very inclusive here at Little Root Lessons. We want to include everyone at all possible stages. And so that was the idea, is, you know, if we have 60 people sign up, we'll have, you know, eight teams of eight players, and, you know, we'll have matches each week, and it'll be fine. And that evolved into 10 teams of, you know, 13, 14 players, and it was drastically more than we thought it would have. And honestly, it's kind of worked out. It is. It yeah. has gone well. Um, in reality, I also don't think that like that model is like feasible for the future. I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, it's not. Um, I'm going to put this out there now. We probably won't be doing something similar to this in the future. Um, mainly, just and if we do, it's going to be a very, very, very long time. Yeah, it's just logistically, it's really hard. Um, there's a lot that goes on in the background. Um, there were there were days where I would just turn my phone off because I I know I knew I was going to get like thirty pings in the middle of the night, and I didn't want to be waking up every couple hours to check my phone to try and handle something. Uh, so, yeah, we will probably not be doing any of these in the near future. Uh, as fun as this one was, it's just going to be, we're going to stick with our Pokemon draft leagues because they're easier to manage and, and honestly, they're just as fun, man. Yeah, they're just as fun. I, I do like the idea of like going in and like building a team and drafting your Pokemon and like reading the draft board and knowing what's going on there. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Um, but it's also extremely enjoyable. So that being said, um, we have... We're, we're not going to break, like, week by week down. I think the big things we really want to touch on is, like, you know, just really talk about, like, each team. Uh, we we have some lists made up of, like, 
seasonal rewards we want to give out to players and everything mm-hmm. uh, that those those come with um a good job and a firm handshake if we ever meet in person yeah congratulations <laughs> um, honestly we really can probably well. do like a we can probably do like a discord role or something for him if you know we really want to get special when when all of it's said and done um but yeah let's where do you want to start my dude Let's just start with the Shuckles and work our way across the board here, okay. because okay. Shuckles had the number one pick overall, if I remember correctly. I believe this is in draft order, yes. yes. So, I'm going to transition our beautiful faces away here to the page where people can see how they did for the season, who the managers are, and things like that. If you see Okay, any... you're on the players, you're on the team page, got it. Yeah. Uh, got if it, you see it. any names that are struck out, that is a player who had dropped due to issues later earlier on um, a lot of them were mainly just like early drops couldn't make the, uh, didn't want to make the commitment uh, kind of fell out of love with VGC things like that we were life catches up to people we understand that like so... we had enough players to make sure that if we did have drops we were still fine exactly we weren't exactly. going to have to make any big sweeping changes overall. So, so um, talking about the league, this is a 10-team league um, with the top two teams at the end of the regular season getting buys into playoffs, and then uh, the next four. So if uh, the top six teams make playoffs. Yep. Uh, first and second end up getting buys. Uh, third place six. Fourth place five. And then the lowest seeded team plays the one seed. Uh, the other team remaining or plays the two seed. Winner of those moves on to the finals. Yeah. Um, right now we are in that one v four, one v five. So current playoff positions here. Uh, you guys were the Darms. You're playing the five seed Placephalons. Tars were the two seed, and they're playing the one seed, uh, the three seed Ampharos. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. I couldn't remember who who ended with what. I knew I knew we would never play the three. <laughs> so yeah. I, that was the only thing I knew for sure. You were never going to play the Ampharos. Uh, the T-Tars were never going to play the Purebreds. Correct, correct. Pretty much how it works out. Uh, or, no, you guys were never going to play yeah, the they, Shuckles. Yeah, they would never play the Shuckles, yes. Yeah, they would never play the Shuckles. Which, speaking of which, Shuckles are on the screen right now. Yes. Um, so, going into, uh, at the end of regular season... Record of five and four was good enough for the sixth seed, um, and I believe they were knocked out in quarters, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, manager Papa Shuckle, uh, co-manager Poppy Canton, they did a great job with this team. Um, had some real good weeks, and then some real tight weeks, and then there was a couple weeks where it was just like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some so absurdly powerful great. weeks. There was this is what was great about this league is there were like really solid teams like were just like eking wins out over each other five and four five and four, um, and then there's teams that just like here's an eight one, like what the heck happened there? Um, I believe uh, we'll get to them after a while, but the uh, the Calyrexes were the only team to have a nine zero win. Yes, in the in the regular season, which is they just were. like insane <laughs> yeah um so they went 5-4 against celadon triatacks they went 8-1 against the infernos lost 3-6 to the turtwigs beat the purebred 6-3 beat the amphro 6-3 uh 
Lost to the Blacephalons, uh, one to eight. Lost to the Darms, three six. Beat the Tars seven and two. Um, I believe the Tars were they had lost the Tars lost in week six, if I remember right, or the or seven. Uh, yes, Tars Tars lost in week. Eight, I know for sure they lost, and yes, lost in week seven and week eight. Yeah, they they got beat up by the Ampharos, and they got beat up by the Shuckles, uh, and then turned around and revenge knocked you all out at eight and one. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which we'll talk more about the Tars and all them coming up here in a little bit, um, but overall, uh, I think. Five and four is still a very solid record in this in this very strong league. You have very strong wins against the T-Tars. You have strong wins against the Ampharos, Purebreds. All three of those made playoffs. So I feel like this team was very, very strong. Um, you have the whole list for uh, Team MVP, you wanted to call it, I guess? Yes. So there are um, two designations that I have here. Well, essentially three. There's the team MVP, which is the highest rated player on that team through the regular season. And then we have uh, first team and second team, like, all pro. Like, it, when I follow the NFL um, pretty religiously, and there is, like, your all pro resignation, uh, designations at the end of the season for, like, highest rated players per position, essentially. Um, so that's essentially what this is, is the all pro roster uh, which is made up of the highest-rated players among the entire league. So um, I do have an, a team MVP per team, with the the Shuckles being uh, Tremoxis, who went six and six and one in the regular season, um, had a twelve and five regular season game win percentage uh, match. Yeah, no, 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 no. They had a game record of twelve and five in the regular season, which is like obviously very good. Mm-hmm. Um, had a single loss, o two, and then every other win was you know obviously a win um, with a few two ones mixed in. But yeah, yep. very very insane record um, and very very deserving of the the team MVP here. Um, I. I don't think any of the Tremoxis is also on the um, the second All Pro team, right? Yes, um, they did finish in the second team All Pro uh, with their six and one record. Awesome, good job. And okay. we'll we'll break all that down as well at the the end of all this. Uh, we'll designate the the players per roster, and then we'll talk about the actual full list as well. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's move on to the Triatacks. The Celadon Triatacks, hosted by Captain Unova and Papa Swish. This um, was... had, a, had a little bit of a rough season. Yeah, this so this is this is hilarious here because they were they had a lot of close weeks. Like every insanely week, close week. Every week up until um, their one win uh, against the tur- our Turtwigs was four and five losses. Like, Which is just so close, If man. you think about it in terms of how like they played, that just means if one match, one little RNG thing broke their way that week, that's another win. And yeah. that's another win. 
and that's another win. And this team could have had the potential of being another five and four team really, really easily. Um, yeah, just this was one of the teams that, like, during the draft and everything, I'm just like, this team is one that needs to be watched out for. This team is very, very good. It has a lot of very talented players from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't break your way, man. And that's the simplest way to put it. Yep. A lot went really well for them, and a lot went really, really wrong. And that's, yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah, I, unfortunately, that's how this how the cookie crumbles sometimes. As as a you know sports fan, sometimes your team has a really rough season, man, and you just go, "All right, we'll get them next time." Yeah, like that's all you can do. Um, like they they are they went one and eight, but their battle to win battle win percentage was like forty five percent. There was a point in the season it was above fifty. Like they had they had only <laughs> they had they had won one match the entire season but they had a 50 percent a 50 plus percent battle win percentage their tiebreakers were insane yeah it's just put they, up a hell of a fight the entire season yeah they would they did not roll over um like boasting like this is this is a one in eight team who almost had a hundred game wins yeah that's insane <laughs> <laughs> for for finishing like for not getting as like as many match wins as they did 92 battle wins ties the next team above them in total like battle record wins at 92. Um, yeah, absolutely insane. Insane. Like like I said, just a little bit of RNG probably breaks their way a little bit more. They they probably flip some of those four fives into five fours, end up being like four and five or five and four, and could probably have a little bit more confidence going into the last half of the season. Um, um, I do want to shout out their their team MVP here in UU had a record of five and two, twelve and five in matches in, in games, uh, just bunch of two O's to start the regular season. Um, yeah, just went four and zero in the first four weeks, which like obviously on on any kind of run like that, that's very good. Four and zero into uh, the last the last five weeks, they played three games, went. Two and th- uh, two and one. Uh, one and two. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling today, man. <laughs> but yeah, just you know, again, just a, a really, really good, really well placed and well drafted team. Uh, obviously, like Captain Unova and Papa Switch are both very good, very good managers, and very glad to have them part of our team and our our league. And unfortunately, it just wasn't their season, just, man. Just, yep. It- I I bet you if you take this if you put everything back the, the same way and just run these things back they end up being easily a four five or a five four team yeah fighting for yeah. one of those playoff spots like we we played them week two and the entire time I'm just like come on come on we we are better than this we're gonna be fine we gotta get this and then you know we end up winning the week and it's just like a huge sign of relief and just uh so rough, man. So yep. rough. Okay. Next team up. The Purebreds. The Paldea Purebreds. Um, another 5-4 and four team. Uh, ended up finishing the 4 seed, if I remember correctly. That sounds correct, yes. Um, in the hands of manager Yan O'Kan. Um, 
for those that were may have been following really early on this is a uh this was kind of our last minute we need a team manager kind of thing because we didn't realize how big we were until uh, it was too we, late we had a team uh right before the draft dropout yeah is is what happened and Jan stepped in and just took over and was just yeah, sure, I got this, no big deal, we got yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, we can do this, let's do it. And they did great. Um, their team, overall, has been kind of under the radar for a little bit, I would say. Uh, I, I would agree with that. They they weren't really in a playoff position up until probably week eight. And once they won their yeah. week eight, I, that's, when, that's when all the tiebreakers got to start eking out and trying to do the math and things like that uh there's a lot of there was a lot of scenarios where the purebreds would be the last man out to be the bubble boy sitting there at their, seventh place. their four losses were really early in the season um coming in weeks two four five six um so like you know having having them pretty early you know going into week four at two and two like that's a very salvageable season uh, and to end at five and four, you know, and be be good enough to make playoffs is obviously very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they had two players here at six and one. They had another player at five and one here. Like very very good players. Um, both their six and one players do make are is good enough to make the the second team all pro in charisma check and zap. I am going to give the uh, the team MVP to zap. Who had an eighty percent game win rate, which yeah, is absolutely like, insane. Twelve and three is nuts. Yeah, just when when I was looking through this on yeah, you, know, you and I were talking about like, you know, what's the difference here? Who do we give this to? And I'm like, uh yeah, Charisma went thirteen and seven, and Zap is twelve and three. And me and you just go just like dead silent, just like holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> like insane win record. Um, yeah, had a had a single loss, and then the rest of the season lost one game. <laughs> definitely don't want to underplay Charisma Check. Charisma Check was the reason they were doing so well a lot of the time. For sure, for sure. Had um, uh, had a 3-0, uh, 3-0 win streak in the last three weeks of the season, which obviously helped them win and make it into the playoffs. Um... And, you know, obviously, like, Zap also did the same thing, went 3-0 in the last three weeks. And, you know, it's really, it's kind of ironic that the weeks that they didn't play, uh, week six, neither of them played, and that week was a loss to uh, uh, to the Tyranitars, excuse me. Um, so I'm just saying, man. <laughs> play, play your good players, and then you'll win. That's how this works, right? Yep. Um, I believe Charisma Check is also the person that almost always had their match done first. They were always... Dude, always sick. early. Every time like, I yeah, posted sure. matches on Monday, that Monday morning, Charisma Check would usually post a result that evening. And uh, I don't remember a single time where Charisma Check wasn't the first one for that week on the list. Every time. Yeah, if if not, it was very close to that, yeah. For sure. Okay. The next team up is the Turtwigs. The Twin Leaf Turtwigs. Um, piloted by 
uh, Zardy and Pocoyo. Uh, Pocoyo. This is, this is another team that I, I'm a big fan of, like, yeah. everyone on this roster. Yeah, again, this is another, this is a, a very strong roster. Mm-hmm. Um, did finish five and four. Uh, unfortunately, was just outside due to tiebreakers. Um, yep. A lot of six and three losses that could have, if they were maybe five and four, you end up making that a four and five. You end up making that tiebreaker a little bit better. Um, but still, really, They're... really strong team. They did everything they needed to at the end to put themselves in a position to make the top cut. So, um, their match record was 43 and 38, which is the same as the Shuckles, who finished 6th. So it came down to their battle records of, um, basically a 52.5% win rate versus a 50.8% win rate. Mm -hmm. So, just really, really close, but unfortunately it was just literally one match difference between them, uh, making playoffs and not. And it's um, it's absurd to think it came down to that close. Yeah, we we didn't expect to have that many people close that close together. We figured going into the last week it'd be at minimum seating, trying to figure out who's put going where. Uh, we didn't realize that we would could have a bunch of five fours to try and fill the last yep. <laughs> the last three slots. And excuse me, um, the Turtwigs did everything they needed to to try and get into a position to uh, win, to be even in the conversation to make playoffs there, uh, beating Blacephalon 7-2. Like, it had to be 7-2. They had to... They had to win that week. Like, in that that fashion, if they didn't go 7-2, they were never going to catch the Shuckles at all. Yep. And they... Put put the pedal to the metal, and they got to that point, and unfortunately, the Shuckles won a few more games <laughs> than they did, so they couldn't. Just so close, so man. close, just absolutely insanely close. Yep. Um, I do want to shout out their their team MVP and our first first team uh, All Pro here in Javier, uh, going seven and one, fifteen and five in games, just. Uh, just absolutely insane. Storms week uh, two through nine, just yeah, rattling off wins back and forth. Their only loss was to uh, okay, 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 which yep. was a one-two. <laughs> so, yeah. like, even in their loss, they're still they still won a game. <laughs> still hyper competitive. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yep. Uh, next up is the Infernos. Um. This is another one of those one and eight teams. Um, this this one this team gets my award for just like best vibes, best feel good stuff. Uh, this this team got down real quick and early, and I know a lot of the players were getting frustrated, but they just stuck it out and they kept playing. Um, Shout outs to Flair, Ted, and Esther for kind of helping keep this team running and keeping it together. That way, everyone, at least through the regular season, got to play everything. For um, sure. For sure. I know I know people are going to see this and go, hey, why does Miss Speller play all nine weeks? Because we're supposed to have a week off. Um, they had subbed in for a couple weeks, uh, which subs didn't count towards the game totals and all that. You know, life happens. People have to sub yep. in at, at times. And 
They were the uh, one who was available. <laughs> most they of were the time. they were actually the only player to play all nine weeks. Yeah, uh, which is ironic, but also you know it, was, it, it really says a lot of just yeah sure I I know I'm off but I can play Get, like I'm me, available. Let me in. I'll be yep. fine. Exactly. Um, I believe it's also the only player on their team, one of one of the few players on their team to have a winning record. Yeah. Uh, five and four. Uh, Spades was down here at two and one before they dropped. Yeah. Just really, really close matches just all season, man. And unfortunately was the, was the team to lose Oh nine, which, you know, obviously never feels good to go out and get blown out like that. But again, like I, I think if you run this back, if you put this through a simulation, I don't think this is a one and eight team. I, I really don't. I I love everyone on this team. I have a lot of really close friends on this roster, uh, and it, it's really unfortunate that that's how it broke for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I do want to shout out uh, Miss Speller for being their their team MVP at five and four. Again, just like stepping up, putting the team on your back, doing everything you can for them. Exactly. That's all I can ask for, right? Yep. So Next, then that um, brings us to the spine chilling Calyrexes with Neils and 200 candies. Correct. Um, I do want to say candies is the only team manager to, uh, I believe one play this many games because we had to lift the like manager restrictions for them to be able to play. Um, but also to have like that high of a win rate. Like I know Jan went two Oh, um, let's see. Zardy oh went two one. Yeah, Zardy went two one. Uh, Yan, you said was two zero. I don't remember. Rinkai is probably the next closest one. No, Rinkai only played two matches. Uh, Ng was three and zero. Yeah, Ng was three and zero. Um, Nibs was two and two. And then I was one and one. You were so, one. Yeah, and one. just uh. Candies went five and two, and you and I were when we were first talking about it. Um, when when I made my list for all pros and everything, five wins was the cutoff of like what I was gonna like have on the list, and they were the only manager to obviously make it on there at five and two, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, trying to look through the rest of this team. This was a team that I had, they had a lot of people that I weren't really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I wasn't sure how this team was going to do. Um, but they ended up turning it around for a three and a three and six finish. They were in playoff contention there for a little bit still up until they yeah, had, had some they, close you know, again, starting, starting two and three, like, that's a season you can salvage, and unfortunately, then they just rattled off a few too many losses there at the end of the season. But them winning in Week Nine is really what made uh, playoff contentions like really Super awkward for spicy. everyone else. Yeah, yeah, them <laughs> so, winning. They got to play spoiler, and they did their job fantastically well. Got to put that five and got that got that win over the Shuckles at five and four. Um, you know, ironically, uh, had the Calyrexes won another match that week. The Turtwigs would have been in playoffs too. Yep. So like, there's a lot of things that really could have gone just one one game difference, and they could have been in. Yep, exactly. Um, um, and... I do want to shout out their uh, their team MVP here, and Robbie. 
Uh, five and one, who finished the season five zero in the last five weeks. Yeah, uh, once just like again, once we go put the formats, team on your back. They just took off. Like we we swapped yeah. formats after week four to go and play with series thirteen and Spike Myth because series twelve ladder was pretty much done by then, and they just rattled off five wins in a row there. I'm curious really, really what formats they played. Uh, I believe it was Spike Myth every time. That's what I'm looking at. I know. Spike Myth in week eight. Yep, there's week six. Spike Myth in week nine. Yep, Spike Myth every week. Yep. Just 5 0 in Spike Myth. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. That tells you that some that's somebody who was ready to play that format and just mm-hmm. ready to go and picked it up really, really well. Because a lot of these players um, were excited for Spike Myth, and so when we did the whole swap over, they were they were ready for the change. We ended up playing seven Spike Myth games and two Series 13 games a week, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were excited for, uh, for both formats, and we kind of tried to balance it out the best we could based on what everybody was liking at the time, and... Having players like Robbie just pick up Spike with really fast and just rattle off a bunch of wins there could be could have made the made or break the difference there. Uh, trying to get them even these even these closer like purebreds and Alpha Ampharos losses. Uh, if any of their other players had just got a, gotten an extra win, Robbie would be looking fantastic as just carrying the team to playoffs there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Next up, our third seed, Alpha Ampharos, in the hands of Mystic, BGC, and NG. Um, this team is very strong. Uh, For sure. For very sure. scary. Has um, ha- uh, one of the team? Uh, I believe it was the team that knocked off the T-Tars undefeated streak in week seven. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yep. knocking them down 7-2. Before that, the T-Tars had been really running undefeated. really hot, undefeated, yeah. with you, with both with you and the Darms. And it was 6-0 our... uh, oh going into Week 7. We were, uh, what was really cool is there was this like really cool storyline that could have happened where the two 8-0 teams were going to play for... like The number one uh, seed. The number one seed and like the 9-0 record in, in Week 9... Uh, unfortunately, we did end up losing the 9-0 record, but the T-Tars also lost beforehand, so we weren't <laughs> even playing for, like, the... It, it was still, like, the two best teams at the top at the time, yeah. uh, playing for the, the number one seed, essentially, but just super, super awesome. Yep. A um, lot of strong players on this team. Uh, people may know Krebs on YouTube or in the community. They they were very very strong. Uh, I want to shout, shout out the Krebs. Yeah, I want to shout out Guardian of Light as well. Uh, it is very very hard to still have a winning game record while still having a uh, under five hundred match record, and this just shows that you can still do really well even in losses. Yeah, for sure. Um, who got their uh, MVP? So they actually have two players who finished uh, with six wins or more, which is good enough for... Uh, I believe they were both six wins mm-hmm. um, for the... Yeah, we have one second team All-Pro, and then we have one first team All-Pro. Uh, we have Ducky, 
who went 6-0, and then we have uh, Nark, who went 6-1, who's going to be our, our second team All-Pro here. Uh, I am going to give the MVP to Nark, just because the they had this really awesome run of, like, 4-0 to end the season uh, to really help, like, solidify the... Uh, the playoff run solidify their seeding and playoffs and everything. Um, it's really, really close. I think the the six zero is good enough for like first place, and that one loss is enough to knock off Narc out of first team. Um, but like the the four zero run to end the season, I think is enough for MVP. Yeah. Um, Ducky Ducky got a lot of their wins early. Um, kind of took a break at the latter half of the season. Um, fun fact, didn't play against you all in the Darms. Well, that explains it. I mean, yeah. again, just... <laughs> like, if Ducky had played against the Darms, that could have been... Could have could have been the difference maker. Could have been the difference maker there. Um, but, yeah. Def- both both players, if we could give out more than one MVP, would probably get MVP yeah, there. Like, having, having two players have... Uh, six plus wins is obviously just insane. Like, and if you go on beyond that, like Gahaku and Krebs both have five wins here, yeah, respectively. Just, just really, really strong showing. Really good roster. Uh, a lot of four win teams, four win people here too. Like, yeah, like I don't think there's a whole lot of really, really like underperforming players on here. Agreed. Their their roster is very very good. Next up, the Bursting Blacephalons. Uh, This is who we are currently playing in the quarterfinals. Yes. Um, And let me tell you, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's... it's No, I lied. We're... Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you are. We're playing the Blacephalons. Yep. I knew that. I knew that. We're fine. We're good. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Jackie and Rinkai have been running this team, and for a while there, there was some talk that the first two Placephalons are probably going to be the three seed going into it. They had, they were five and two going into week eight, going up against you all. Um, there was they, a chance for them to have a buy. Like, yeah, like if there was a, there was a scenario going into week eight where they beat you and the T-Tars lose another one. And then they can jump, jump the T-Tars. Like yeah, there was a world sure. where that happened. This is um, a this is a world that we would have we could have lived in. Yep, definitely a lot of strong players here. Uh, I believe Klefki YMM played eight weeks for this team. Um, both really really strong players. Oh, and C Silian. Uh, I have, I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I mispronounced this name, but all of them like seven one five three six two played almost. Played almost played every week they could. Uh, all really really strong players. Uh, Snorlax Smash also really really strong player. Um, missed just missed one extra week that they didn't. I think was due to like a holiday or something. But uh, a lot of really strong players. I don't think there's a, like really a whole lot of losing records on this roster either. There's no. There's a lot a of just lot like a lot of really good wins. Just heads just above water all the time. Uh, who got their MVP and who got the uh, All Pro? Let's see. So we have, uh, do, 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 do. we have their uh, team MVP is going to Klefki at seven and one, uh, which is good enough for the. It's tied for second best record in the league. Yeah. Uh, so obviously good enough for first team. 
And then they have uh, C. Leon at 6-2 and two as well, who's going to make second team All-Pro. Awesome. Yep. Real good team here. Yeah, just absolutely um, insane. It just tiebreakers uh, like, like ended you... up getting to the point where they finished fifth instead of fourth. Yep. Overall. That's just how it is. And, like, I mean, there's... Looking at the playoff rosters, um, this is a team I didn't want to face. <laughs> yeah, like, if there was a team that could just knock you out of playoffs, this is it, right? This team has a lot of very strong players, and going into playoffs, there's no, like, all the restrictions reset, so yeah. anybody allowed can just to play, play the again. Good team. We can just play the best players every week now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm really, really hoping that our team is able to pull it off. The, the Darms have nothing but immaculate vibes, and it, it's been very, very good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about our roster when we get there. Yeah, which, when this goes live, we'll know who's won and all that, so you'll be able to... We'll, For we'll, sure. We'll probably tweet For it sure. out uh, on Monday when the episode goes live, who's playing who in the finals. Uh, that brings us to the Texas Tyranitars, ran by Adam Santacos and Nibs. Um, this was our... this this. Going in after the draft, this was the pick I had for, like, this is the scary team. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, 100%. Everyone on their team, I just love all of them. Yeah, the, like, Their team is just, again, like, if there's, if we don't have the best vibes, I'm going to say this team is a very, very close second. Like, yeah. Adam and Nibs and, like, Nino and Angelo and Quiver and Jim. It just, everyone on their roster is awesome. And I'm sorry you all had to put up a suite. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, this this was my, going after the draft, after running watching it all unfold there, uh, this was definitely my, like, my front runner team. This was the team I had picked to probably win it all. Mainly due to the fact because I knew who was on the team. I like I know the the history behind most of these players. We interact with them a lot via through mm-hmm. ATX or our own community or other things we were been working on. Um, and this this team was scary. Like like he said, undefeated up through week uh, six, lost to the Ampharos in week seven, lost to the Shuckles in week eight. Uh, then they got mad and turned around and stomped you and all. just punched us in the face. <laughs> um i do i do want to shout out adam and nibs uh they were both very very big like very huge advertisers for our league and it's like part of the reason why the league ended up growing so large um i know that like evan also had a big part of that like posting it everywhere and anywhere he possibly could but I, i i couldn't there were just weeks leading up to it where i'd get on twitter and adam is just talking to someone just like hey Come join this league. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. And it's just like players I had never heard of, never met before. Um, and we're like, you know, I had, I had never interacted with, with Quiver before this. And, you know, obviously very, very glad to have them in our community. They're fantastic. Um, and just huge, huge shout outs to, to Adam and Nibs for really going and putting the league on their back and just really helping us out. Yeah. Um, who got... Uh, their team MVP, who got first team, whatever, all that jazz. Yeah, so we have uh, Justified Joe went solid 6-0, good enough for not only their team MVP, but also first team recognition here as well. Nice. Yeah, just, again, just really fantastic roster of fantastic people. 
Uh, and I'm really, really hoping we get to play them next week in the finals. Yeah, got to get, got to get your revenge, your revenge match. Right? We got to man. It's the only team we haven't beat so far. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to the Darms. The best team in the league. <laughs> well, by regular season standards, yes. <laughs> the best team in by, the By the vibe check, also the best. <laughs> um, um, I, I obviously, I love this roster. Um, and, like, honestly, I feel like I haven't really done a lot. Angelo has really just been, like, the front runner of, like, doing things. Our entire front office crew has just been fantastic. Um, and, like, our roster is just stacked. I, I could not be more happy with everyone here. Um, just, it's it's amazing. We have the best team, the best vibes, and just, like, the best support crew you could possibly ask for on a roster. Yeah. Um, obviously run by you and Ro. Uh there was a lot of team, like names on here that I kind of recognized, and I was starting to kind of look and see, like, oh, I recognize Coco for days. I know who Dread Mambo is. Clarkin's part of the, been part of the community. Atomic Penguin's part of the community. Um, and then there were some people, like, I had no clue who they are. Um, like, Sinbad, I don't know them. Weevo, uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute. I, I don't know where this player came from, but they've been tearing up the league just every match they play is a win i believe uh wevo was someone who uh jess had on her like radar and really really helped nail down angelo and jess were really like streamlined in on the drafting process on draft day and everything and i believe she really pushed to to draft him and like obviously it's paid off. Yeah. Uh, he's he's gone eight and zero. Like the only person in the league to have the most amount of wins you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Um and just it, absolutely insane. And has just I, I can't stress this enough, it's just been like very, very critical in our team's success of just even even the week uh he didn't play is just like hey who who needs match help? Who needs scrimmages? I'm here. Here's team pace. Just anything and everything they could do to help. Like phenomenal, just yeah. absolutely insane. Like if you if you look through your wins and losses here, like he is the difference maker on your team most. Of the time. Yes, like, yes. If if it was anybody else and they didn't get the win there, you have one, two, three, four potential four fives, and you go from eight and one to like five and four with everybody else yeah and then you're fighting for a potential playoff spot yeah it's it's just insane so yeah it's absolutely insane it's an obvious who has the league who has the uh team mvp here probably even just like league mvp front runner for the regular season in in all actuality yes uh that is not something that like we we have ranked but like 8-0 8-0 is really hard to justify not giving it to. Yeah. Um, and also, like, an 80% game win rate as well. So, like, just absurdly high game win rate. Obviously, insanely high match win rate. And just being able to interact with, with Wefo has just been awesome. I, I cannot stress that enough. 
if anyone is running a league and needs like a front runner for teams, there you go. There's, there's Weibo your guy. will no longer be middle of the pack draft. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, dude, look, this is what round? It was round uh, ten, seven, something like that. It, just, it was, it was deep into the rounds. It was around between round seven and ten, somewhere in there. Just like, yeah, sure, um, sure, why not? <laughs> Whoever and just, this is, just sure. goes goes out and kills it. Just destroys um, it. Um, yeah. Other shout out and here then, is William the Schwai, however you pronounce it, that. Yeah, William William also uh just been very, very critical. Six and two on the season, um, which is good enough for, for second team. Just yeah, absolutely killed it this season. Our our team is fantastic. I love all of them and I'm really looking forward to like playing and interacting and having them in the community in the future as well. Yep. I'm going to jump over to standings just so we can get this last little bit here. Kind of look at this a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, like if you look at this stuff, had any of these win loss whatever gone just a little bit farther, like the Blacephalons are a match behind the purebreds. Uh, mm-hmm. The the Shuckles were a match behind the Blacephalons. Like had. The twin leaf had the turd twigs went a couple two O's instead of a couple two ones. That makes the difference there. Like, dude, the T-Tars had the same record as us and had a better, like, game win percentage than us. But because ours came in, like, because our losses were better, essentially, like, yeah, like, we, we had more wins. Like, just absolutely insane. Um, insane season. And this is this has just been a blast yeah. from start to finish. Shout out to Placephalons who have the best battle percent win record win rate. Um, tied really freaking close, man. Tied uh, technically tied with Alpha Ampharos. Uh, one literally just like one win down, one loss down. Uh, real a lot of real strong teams. Really happy with how this season ran out. Um, excited to see how these playoffs things go you're down right now you're down one two you better you better pick them up look man look rome wasn't built in a day um we got this let's say yeah having the week off probably helps a little bit having everybody kind of come back refreshed kind of get to take a break oh we we didn't take a week off i'll tell you that much our our team was out there hustling and bustling anywho that kind of brings us to the tail end of this episode where we're probably going to touch on what's next because it's the end of the year. We normally kind of start planning all of our events for next year around this time. Um, the big things to note is the revamped circuit that's coming out uh, starting next year, which it's going to be kind of similar to the CP system. Um more more akin to what you see like out in the field for regionals and stuff versus what we were doing before with like invitational points and things like that um now you'll kind of be just be earning points to hit a threshold instead of having to play for invites so now every game kind of matters more it's it's better overall everyone gets points you can earn points multiple different ways we're looking to have a really big end of the year in the like event 
And yep. this is going to help facilitate that towards the future. Um, yep, yep, yep. A lot of our events are going to stay over on Battle 5, most likely. That's just kind of where we've been set up. Um, I looked at trying to move to Limitless. It's a little confusing. Um, Battle 5 has a lot of the fun, like, it just flows. The, the You don't have to do a whole lot, like, to keep track of stuff. If there's a problem, Battle 5 tells you. And... I think we'll just stick with that for the future. So look to Battlefy if you're looking for Scarlet and Violet events. We'll probably start that stuff in mid-early January. Yeah, we're we're gonna definitely be taking like the holiday season off. Um, Everyone's gotta play because... the game. <laughs> we gotta have time to play the look, game. <laughs> not not only that, I could use a breather. <laughs> You we've been, use a we've been running. <laughs> we've been running events for a very hot minute now, and uh, just taking a break for half a minute was going to be really awesome. Yeah, not having uh, to like, worry. Obviously, about... what that means is instead of running events, we're going to be making even more content and like putting our nose to the grindstone and like working on stuff. Yeah, you you bet that I'm taking the whole weekend for Scarlet and Violet off. I I talk to my boss today like this is the weekend i need off i will be gone friday saturday sunday do not call me do not get a hold of me i will not be available dude i i did the same thing this week like just the entire weekend uh, we had a meeting on wednesday last week i'm like look i'm on vacation until next saturday don't call me <laughs> do not text me i am not going to answer you and, like, obviously, you know, I have my group chats of, like, my stores and everything. It's like, hey, here's what's going on. I'm just like, I'm not acknowledging that. I'll see it next week. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be there for me when I get back. Um, It'll be fine. Which I told my boss, like, you can work me as hard as you want the four days before that. I don't care. It's just, like, as long as no one's bothering me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm fine. Yep. Agreed. Um, Probably going agreed, to go... Agreed. I, I still haven't pre-ordered my game because there's no pre-order bonuses to worry about, right? Yeah. And so what I'm currently debating whether I want to pre-order it from GameStop and try to figure out how to go pick it up and then go home and do all that. Um, or just get the digital copy and download it on my new Switch, which will be here in all, a little bit over two weeks now. Uh, or go pick it up from Walmart <laughs> that night if they if they have it out. Because at Walmart, it's $10 cheaper than everywhere else for hard copy, for digital copy, for physical copies. I have um, ours on pre-order with GameStop already. Yeah, because you went to go get the Eternatus code. And that was the only way to get them, man. That that should not be how it works, unfortunately. Like, come on, I I honestly, like, am considering canceling and just going to Walmart, but, eh. Um... Whatever. I also like the idea of knowing that I'm going to have a copy and like not having to fight a crowd at Walmart. Fun fact, uh, I live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the True. average age here is probably 40 plus, and they could give two uh, explicitives about Pokemon or any video games in general. True. Um, <laughs> counterpoint. I don't, cr- I don't have crowds to fight. <laughs> counterpoint. It's still not like the highest, like, Age area, like average age of a place in Missouri, because Branson. Let me tell you, there's about oh, yeah, the no. average age down there was about ninety. Yeah, Branson is where everyone goes to retire. 
we um Wednesday Monday as we're coming into town, there is a Shoney's on like the main drag there. Yep. And I know exactly Tiffany where it's from at. The south. She's like, oh my gosh, I've not seen a Shoney's in 15, 20 years. Can we please go eat dinner at Shoney's? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we get done <laughs> at the park and everything, and we go, we get back to the hotel, and we're like, all right, let's figure stuff out. You said you wanted to go to Shoney's. I'll look up. They closed at 4 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so then Wednesday, we're like, well, we're going to, let's go grab lunch. And so we go to Shoney's, and we're the only car in the lot. It is one o'clock. The there are three cars in the lot. Uh, when we get there, there are zero customers inside. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, we walk in, and the hostess goes, "Uh, well, uh, buffet is you know like thirteen something each." That doesn't come with your drinks. We're only buffet. Do you all want a table? It's like, well, well yeah. Like, do, do I not look like I'm hungry? Do I look like I can't afford it? Like, what? what is this presumption you're giving me? Like, I don't understand this energy you're giving off right yeah. now. Um, come to find out, the energy she was giving off is, are you sure you're actually where you're supposed to be right now? Because... There hasn't been someone in this building under the age of 70 in 40 years. Yeah. So- <laughs> um, Shoney's is definitely a, a weird experience in Missouri. Uh, they're not as popular as they are in the South, unfortunately. It also wasn't good, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely, like, growing... I grew up in that area, so I kind of, like, I know pretty much exactly everywhere you're talking uh-huh. about for the most part. Uh Shoney's were like a dime a dozen. If you go like you you could find one like in Springfield, you can find one in Branson, any large city that side of like the Ozarks, there's probably a Shoney's within a fifty mile radius somewhere. Uh it's now the only one in Missouri. Oh, so uh, they closed the one in Springfield uh post pandemic then. There's one in Oklahoma. One that is in Nope, that's not Arkansas. <laughs> that's not Arkansas. It's it's right there in like the nook. I can't tell if it's in Arkansas or Tennessee. Uh if I had to guess, it's probably Tennessee. And well that one's temporarily closed. Never mind, it doesn't matter. Um so <laughs> what sucks for Shoney's? This is this is a weird tangent we're going Everything. Uh, Got it. <laughs> Shoney's really got punished by the whole COVID is a thing. Yeah. And like, you can't do like buffets are like a big no go because everybody's touching, breathing, standing next to each other. And yep. so they, they got hit hard. <laughs> they were already declining. It's even worse now. Yeah. They, uh, I one, it wasn't good. I can't stress that enough. Just save your money, man. Go to Waffle If you're House. in Branson, go, don't, don't, don't go to Shoney's. Uh, we did have just some of the, like, absolute best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Where'd you go? Uh, getting basted. Yes. I cannot, stri- I cannot shut them out enough. They are fantastic. Um, my little brother was telling me that, like, the, sh- the store's owner 
Uh, their kid is on like some Food Network show now for like kids or something. I I genuinely have no idea. <laughs> Goodness. So like yeah, their their family is like insanely good at like food. Um, would highly recommend them if you're ever in the area. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, back to maybe doing events and whatnot. We'll probably do a Pokemon draft league starting in February, if I had to guess. Uh, we don't want, we want everyone to be able to access everything. Like if you're going to play that kind of thing, you know what I mean? And that should give everyone ample time to like have dittos or however we need to figure out how to breed things and all that jazz. So, so circuit starts in January draft league, probably in February. Go enjoy the holidays in Scarlet and Violet. We'll still be here making content, but we won't be running events for at least a little bit. Yep. For sure. And I'm, I'm kind of fine with that. (laughs) Okay. I think that's it. I can't think of anything else that we wanted to talk about today. I know, um, the whole leaks system is start like, like the, uh, leaks and everything is starting to come up here soon so if you're if we're going to be getting real close to data mine season which is yep my favorite my favorite week for pokemon stuff so if you're it's, it's gonna be a blast i like I, i've already started like talking about like some leak stuff on the deep dives and like things that probably like i tried to stay spoiler free on the first deep dive the next deep dive probably is not going to be spoiler friendly not free (laughs) just throwing that out there at this point it's you're it's fine yeah um we'll probably be talking about uh potential paradox pokemon and things like that because there's there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline for the games in general um i think are gonna be really good for vgc with that, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. With that all out of the way, um, is there anything you want to say on the way out before we get out? Go to outro here. I'm ready for a nap. Ready for a nap? Yep, I can I could use a nap. That sounds pretty okay. I could also um, use a nap. I have tomorrow off. I'm excited. I also have tomorrow off. What are we gonna do? Um. I don't know. Tiff probably has a honey-do list I need to get done. Uh, I know Kayla and I are carving pumpkins tomorrow. I also have pumpkins to carve. I don't know if we're going to do that tonight or tomorrow. Well, if depends you're, on if how you're, late we're out tonight. I'm about to say, it depends on what you're doing tonight. If you guys want to come up and carve pumpkins together. That's a strong possibility. There you go. I'm cooking a she, pot roast. She might already have plans for us, to be 100% honest. I don't know. I said I'm cooking a pot roast, so... I could be convinced. (laughs) Okay, get us on out of here, bub. All right, man. As always, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening over on YouTube. If you're listening on over on, like, Apple or Spotify or any of those audio-only platforms that can leave a a review for us, that'd be so fantastic. It really does help us out just a ton. Um, Just helps us, you know, get pushed out against the the algorithms everywhere, and it it just, it helps. Mm -hmm. Um... Just huge shout-outs for all the support we've had here lately. Uh, Everything's been great, and it's going to continue to be fantastic. Really looking forward to it. And uh, let's see. You can always follow us over on Twitter, 
at LR Lessons, myself at Mr. Missouri 25, Carlos at Musical VGC. You can follow us over on Twitch as well at Mr. Missouri 25 and at Musical. Past that, you can always come and hang out with us on the community Discord. That link is always down in the show notes as as well. And, you know, go check out the website. I'm sure we might have something going up on at some point when the new games come out. There's probably going to be something or I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um, I'm say the, Carter needs to get on that uh, finding getting commissioning new art so I can make new merch. Look, man, I tried. I've reached out. Never heard back. So say, I, I, I've got I got I got some money for you. That way you're not paying out of pocket. So I if, if there's any artists listening um, or if you know somebody who's has open commissions, we're looking for stuff. Our email is in the show notes as always. Yeah. You can you can reach out to us on there uh, or on or on Twitter Discord DMs or Twitter or, yeah. or wherever. Please, please, please reach out to us. We're looking for an artist for some more artwork to get some more merch made up, which you can always find over on the website at the merch page. Um, but if you're if you're interested in supporting us but don't want to pick up merch, because I understand it can be a little expensive. Um, you can always do that over on Anchor for as little as 20 or 25 cents an episode. Helps keep our lights on and pays the bills and all that good stuff. Yep. I think that's everything. I think that's it. Alright. Till next week, everyone. Have a fantastic week, and we will see you then. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.